Aloha Kako, you are listening to Native Stories. Native Stories exist to share the voices of those connected to the land by creating a resource of pilina or connection to place. Native Stories aims to activate indigenous perspectives. And here I am, Ovao Nanea Loko Inoa no Popkleo Wahu Ma Paena O Hawaii Mail, Nohoao Ma Texas. I'm Nanea Lo, and I come from Papakule Oahu in the Hawaiian Kingdom, and I'm now residing in Texas. Um, mahalo nui for joining us on another episode of Native Stories. Today we have the pleasure of interviewing Shivana Onewa Underwood. Shivana and I actually met at the Aspen Institute in Washington, D.C. She was selected to be a 2020 Champion of Change. Shivana Underwood comes from the Quinault people. She is a human services professional who works with the behavioral health team at her tribe as an administrative assistant. Shivana has a degree in human services from Grays Harbor College and is currently a full-time student at Evergreen State College, majoring in Indigenous Studies, focusing on healing from trauma. Shivana is also the vice president of the Quinault Indian Nation Culture Committee, while she is also the secretary of the Quinault Canoe Society. Shivana is trained in Question Persuade Refer, or QPR, for suicide prevention, and believes in implementing traditional coping mechanisms for intergenerational trauma. On top of her studies in human services, Shivana is a graduate from Institute of a Democratic Future and strives to develop strong policies that benefit her community as a whole. Everyone, welcome Shivana. Um, so let's jump right in there. So I already kind of shared where you're from and your tribe, but can you elaborate more on that? So good afternoon. My name is Shivana Underwood. My ancestral name that I carry is Luis Mashram. I come from the Quinault people and the Quinault Indian Nation is surrounded by Washington State. Um, some people refer to our nation, our land, as the end of the road because we're at the edge of the United States. But um, we kind of like to rewrite that narrative. We're at the beginning of the world. So coastal people, um, we introduce ourselves as the beginning of the world. And if you get the chance to, to visit our home, it's the most beautiful place in the world. And it's in the Pacific Northwest. Um, we have the ocean, river, mountains. Um, that's my homeland. And that's where I'm from. Beautiful. And I know right now in the midst of COVID-19, it's like crazy. So mahalo for taking the time away from your community and your family to um, really share time and space with us here at Native Stories. Can you share more about your people's way of life? Yeah. Okay. So sharing more about my people. So Quinault people, um, like I shared, we are ocean people. I don't think I shared that yet, but we are ocean people. So um, we use cedar for a lot of things. The cedar tree, um, we consider the cedar tree our ancestor. Um, so we carve that into a dugout canoe and it's an ocean going canoe. And um that's how we have traveled since the beginning of time is by the ocean. So we refer to that as the highway of our ancestors. And um, so we are fishermen people. My father's a fisherman. And that's um, our way of life is the fish. Our creation story um, creator made the fish. And then he created Quinault people to take care of the fish. 
So that's what we're here to do, um, to protect the land, protect the fish, um, specifically the blueback fish. And that is um, indigenous to Quinault people. And you can only find it in our waters. And typical day for me. So I work for mental health and I'm able to use um, traditional healing mechanisms. I share um, Quinault language. That's what I use for um, healing from trauma. I'm able to share words like how to say I love you, how to say I am good enough, how to say I'm powerful. So I share those words with clients. And um, I started speaking Quinault so Quinault language in kindergarten. I've been wow. learning since then. And um, the last fluent speaker died in 1996. So we are still revitalizing that. And it's taking the entire nation to um, make that a possibility. Hopefully, this next generation will be the um, Quinault language will be their first language. Wow, that's that's really cool. I mean, it's sad that you're the last native speaker passed, but that there's, um, I guess, like charter schools, would you call it over there? That have like um, grade levels in place to kind of perpetuate the language? Yeah. We had um, the the program at the school was discontinued because the the teacher retired. But we have a language program that goes into the high school and um, the younger grades, and they have like ling- language language camps in the summer. And um, we try to get the whole village speaking Quinault, and we're also moving digitally, so people who don't live near the reservation have the opportunity to learn as well. So, do you guys have like? Um... I guess like tech developers who are making your guys' language more accessible through applications or is it just online? Yeah. Um, right now I think they're using Facebook, oh. but they're developing, um, their own app, like a language app. Like right now we use the Lushootseed app to write, to be able to write like from our phone because it's the closest to having our alphabet. They do have, um, one person who that like does their technology. And what made you get into the field of mental health? And um, did you kind of know when you were younger that when you went to college um, that you wanted to pursue, like, that kind of field? So I did not have the easiest life growing up as a child. Um, I grew up in the system, and um, I was in foster care. I didn't really have support for my mental health as a child and my life could have been so different had I had people who actually cared about mental health instead of um, sweeping under a rug of shame. And I have since forgiven the adults in my life for that um, because they didn't have that growing up either. So it was a pattern that Mm -hmm. just kept going on through generations and I wanted to be the person who stopped that. So I decided to do really well in school. Um, I was one of the first people to pass the biology final, the chemistry final. And those were things that I wanted to do for myself. I knew I deserved a better life and I wanted to give myself the love I never had. So I showed myself a lot of self-love. I did well in school and I went to college and learned um, how to be a good human services professional. So that's how I got my degree in human services. I wanted to work with um, indigenous youth specifically because suicide rates are so high 
so that was something I wanted to do and ultimately I just wanted to be the person that I never had growing up well communities and especially yours and our native communities we need people like you who who care and who you know unfortunately been through it to make the system better or just to break all these norms and make a better way a better future for us so you're bomb (laughs) okay so um since you shared that you know deep past can you tell us about who throughout the way were your mentor mentors or people that have helped you along the way to kind of you know be where you are today yeah um I this was part of my essay to become a champions for changes one of the hardest things I've ever had to to get through and um it was surviving my childhood and it's going to sound really funny to some people who maybe aren't spiritual mm-hmm. but the person who was there for me when I was alone um, was creator mm-hmm. and I would talk to creator and he would talk back to me and tell me that I was loved and tell me that my mom was going to be okay because I didn't have my mom but I wanted her so bad and um so creator was one of my mentors and I would turn to him when I was by myself. And that's what I would do is I would pray and talk to Creator. And that got me through so much. And um, other than Creator, I had my grandmother. Um, she taught me my love language. So who I am today, I have to thank my grandma. She was so patient with me and so loving. I had all these issues. And every chance I got to see her, she just loved me unconditionally and showed me love in a world that I thought didn't have love. So my grandmother, creator, and as I got older, um, our, our vice chairman, Tyson Johnson, was the most amazing mentor to me. He believed in me when no one else did. So he would give me opportunities and ask me to use my voice. And I have him, too, to ultimately thank for being where I am today, for just being like a loving brother, somebody that I really needed. Awesome. I, I'm such a strong believer in mentorship and I guess you can say like passing it forward. And so that's why I wanted to ask you that because it's, um, it's nice to kind of reflect back and like think about who's really influenced you in your life, um, in moving forward. Could you also share with our listeners what is, um, Champions for Change? Okay. So I'm just going to read the, the Google definition. So that yeah. sounds really professional. The Champions for Change program is a Native youth leadership initiative designed to highlight positive stories of impact from Indian country. The program, inspired by a 2011 White House initiative, develops young Native leaders through experience-based learning and tailored advocacy training. Um, so I was able to kind of meet you guys. I guess it was kind of the formal coming out of the Champions for Change 2020 at the Aspen Institute in Washington, D.C., um, and I was so impressed by you all. Um, can you share about how that experience was meeting other young indigenous and native, um, peoples, um, who are doing similar work and how that's maybe inspired you or, yeah, for maybe the future goals or that kind of thing? Yes. 
So it was amazing to get to meet the other champions and to hear about past champions. Um, so the other champions who everybody should know and look up and follow, um, Jasmine Wildcat, Isabel Magical, um, Owen Oliver, and Warren Davis. So each of them are so special and amazing, and I hold them in a really, um, a really special place in my heart. So all their initiatives are really important, and I'm so glad to know them. I, I feel really blessed I got to get to know them. They're like way cooler than me, <laughs> and I love everything they're doing. Um, I hope they're all safe right now. I haven't really heard from them. How long did you guys end up staying in D.C. for, and um, what kind of events were you guys able to go to while you guys were there? We stayed in D.C. for about a week, and we did so many things. It was a little overwhelming. Um, we got the first day we got to talk about um, the first day we talked about historical trauma. And then we did the um, NCAI watch party where I got to watch um, my chairwoman, Vaughn Sharp, who's also the president of NCAI. Um, For our listeners, what is NCAI? Um, NCAI is the National Congress of American Indians. And she got to give the State of the Nation. And she was the first indigenous woman to ever give that. Oh, um, actually, I was at that and I, I remember seeing you guys now, now that I think about it. Really? Yeah. That's a watch party. Oh, so cool. It was a lot of fun. I, it like, was very I deep. Think, yes. Yeah. So I got to, um, be there for that and we got to go to, um, visit on Capitol Hill and meet with, um, members of Congress, senator, our state senators. And um, discuss our platform with those individuals. And the experience was so amazing. Um, in a conversation I had today with the director of Center for Native American Youth, she said um, our congressman um, hand wrote a letter to say how happy he was to meet us and that he wants to support our platform in any way that he can. So it's cool to know that um, our stories and the work we're doing um, touches people in that way. Wow. And how did um, you guys get involved or with um, the Center for Youth? Did you guys apply or did somebody nominate you? Um, you can be nominated, but you can also just apply yourself. And this is my second time applying. The first time I applied, um, I didn't get picked. And so I went to college and matured and just that I carried myself in a better way because I was so immature <laughs> the first time I applied and my feelings got really hurt because I wanted it so bad. Um, but it just wasn't the right timing. And I think now is the perfect timing. I love that you share that because I feel like some people, they get discouraged if they apply for something for like a job or a scholarship or something like that. And they don't get it the first time. And I love your story that you share that, you know, you get, you gave it some time and you reapplied and here we are. You're the 2020, um, champion. So. Yes. Um, so what are your next steps for the future or for working with your nation and people? Do you feel? 
Um, so from my program and actually like the platform that Champions gives me, um, I'm going to be bringing um, a webinar about historical trauma that we we got the same one at Aspen Institute and um, allowing students to get credit for um, attending the webinar and being involved in that way and um, just really integrating um, mental health um, healing and traditional traditional healing mechanisms um, and involving our youth in that way and letting them know that um, their voice is important and um, that these skills are important for them to have as well. Oh, and I also wanted to ask, I know you work for or you're involved with a bunch of different organizations. Um, in your work in the community, how much more collaborations do you guys, like other entities, do you guys work with? But as far as going outside, we kind of don't. So it's just mainly like community members and. Yeah, it's very, I'm like, everything I do is extremely community based. Mm-hmm. I got um, certified in QPR from the Indian Health Board in Portland. So it was like an eight hour class. So I'm certified to instruct, um, crisis intervention skills to youth, elders, um, really anybody in the community. As we're nearing the end, if people maybe want to get involved or learn um, to do certain skill sets or work with you um, in your different areas, could they volunteer or how would they be able to get involved? Yeah, of course I would love volunteers. I um, would love for anyone to help. Um, it depends on what their interest is. So mm-hmm. if it's like culture revitalization, um, mental health, crisis intervention skills, um, champions for change, any of those things, I'm so happy to, to partner with anyone, um, give advice, write letters of recommendation, really anything. Um, the best way to get a hold of me is my email and I can leave that, I don't know, with you or, mm-hmm. um, really, I'm so happy to help anyone and just, um, spread the skills that I was able to gain because I think indigenous communities um, are more collectivist mm-hmm. and I think we all need to have that mindset um, it's not just for you um, you have to share these things and um, help your community yes I believe that too collective action is the best action yes okay so any last thoughts or any other message that you want to share with the world at this time? It was there. <laughs> it's okay. I want to share that um, your ancestor's strength exists inside of you. And you're capable of doing anything. So do your best to stay safe. Stay inside. Okay, last question. Did you want to share with um, our listeners your social platforms? My Instagram handle is assertive underscore queen all so it's assertive underscore q u e e n a u l t and on, on twitter it's underscore queen all and then facebook is just shavana oniwa underwood mahalo 
And mahalo Nui for sharing your story with us here at Native Stories. Um, if you all want to further connect with us, please do. Follow us on Facebook and you can search Native Stories for daily updates on Native Kind Mail or Things. Um, please download our mobile app and listen to us on all streaming podcast outlets. Just search Native Stories and make sure to share um, us to your family, friends, and loved ones or whoever you would like. If you have any stories to share, please email us at info at nativestories.org or you can go to our website and fill out a share a story form. So Native Stories prides ourselves in being your resource and the more you share um, us Native Stories, the more people will know. Um, we are sending plenty of aloha and light to you all at this time of COVID-19. Please stay safe. Um, stay home, wash your hands, and, you know, cherish your loved ones. Um, mahalo nui for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>